Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fifth Quarter Sportscast. I am Jared Judy and here again with my buddy Todd Corley. How you doing, buddy? We tired. Yeah, it seems like that's the uh, theme these uh, these days. Dad life. Yes, yes, it'll take its toll, that's for sure. Uh, kind of a quick episode today, just kind of breaking down uh, some of the week three headlines and stats and kind of looking at week four, uh, what we're looking forward to uh, leading into the week. Um, but to start out, we'll, uh, we'll do a little something. Uh, five on the fifth, uh, five games that kind of stood out. And uh, maybe just kind of break down a little each of them and then move right along. Um, starting out, we'll start with five. The Browns, you got to be on a little bit of a, a better mood now coming off of week two with the Jets. They, they squeeze one out against Pittsburgh and then cap it off with that last touchdown right at the uh, right as time expired. That's got to be a, an uplifter from the way the week two debacle went. Yeah, the Browns did. Didn't need it, but it didn't hurt my fantasy football team. Having yeah. the Browns defense, a little plus eight at the end of the game to give me a little boost was nice. Yeah, I did like uh, Al Michael's comment where they recovered that. I was like, well, that's going to impact you guys. Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> that's right. I think uh, I'm not allowed to say it, but gambling is huge. Yeah, I think Vegas uh, kind of got a nice, nice uh, pop out of that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, with that, I think they uh, yeah covered the spread. I don't think they were covering before that. They won no. by twelve. Yeah, spread was four and a half. Well, and I yeah. did, and I noticed he he <laughs> I, yeah I noticed he made a comment where yeah the field goal or the extra point is not necessary. Well, yeah, they already blew the spread at that point. That was just icing on the cake for them, but it kind of. Put a lot of things in jeopardy, that's for sure. Yeah, Browns were favored by <laughs> four and a half. Covered that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Pitt is not the same team. You got Mitch Trubisky, who, let's be honest, he struggles. He's struggling. Mason Rudolph's still there. I, I know Tomlin said he's not – anticipating throwing uh Kenny Pickett in there. He wants to ride out Mitch, but Mitch isn't the future. And without TJ Watt on the roster, that that I don't know. I don't know what to think of that team. They look like a shell of what they used to be in past years. Um I don't think they're a threat in that division at this point. You know, they got a gimme win. They should be 0-3. That is true. That is very true. Uh, moving on, we'll go with the, uh, number four here. What's the, uh, what's the future of the Patriots? I mean, obviously Brady's left and, uh, since he left, they, they've kind of struggled to put together any kind of semblance of success. Uh, and now with Mac out with this, uh, uh, was it a high ankle sprain? I think they said, yeah, he, he's, yeah. I mean, those, the, the, uh, with it being a high ankle sprain, obviously that's worse. It's going to take more time and more pain. Um, it's the Brian Hoyer show. 
<laughs> Never thought I'd see him on a field again. But um, what do we think? Like, what's the future here of, of New England? I mean, their defense is still decent, but their offense can't do anything. Like, their offense is completely inept. And I know Bill Belichick's a defensive-minded coach, but now he's also struggling with not being able to put points up. It's kind of hard to win games when you can't get points on the board. And now you have your starting quarterback out for a journeyman backup. I mean, it's going to be a tough road, that's for sure. And then with the way the Bills are playing, I mean, I, I obviously the Patriots had a tough road ahead of them anyway to try to compete. But, I mean, even the Dolphins, I mean, they're – I don't want to say they're the real deal, but they look like a more complete package at this point than the Patriots do. And the Jets, those are, I mean, the Jets are the Jets, but I don't know. I think maybe Jets are getting Zach Wilson back this week. Oh, baby. Do they, do they move ahead of new England though? The mom fucker. Um, <laughs> I think so. It's all right. Bill can see what the basement's like again. I mean, I don't be think good. he's be good I, don't, for him. I don't think he's been down there since his days in Cleveland. It's been yeah, a long, long good, time. Actually. Actually, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long, long time, but I, I I think future for New England is dim at the moment. They got a lot of work to do. Um I'm okay with it though. <laughs> I'm okay with the the whole Patriots dynasty. completely collapsing in the way that it has you go from the very very top to the basement in just a few short years um i don't think anybody out there is too disappointed with it aside from patriot fans yeah i'm okay with it yeah um maybe they bring back doug flutie (laughs) does he have eligibility left is that how that works? <laughs> a couple miles left on those tires. He'll be all right. What's Drew Bledsoe doing? Is he still, I mean, is, is he still out there? <laughs> he could probably still sling it, right? Probably more than Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> all right. Well, moved to number three here and staying in the AFC East, the Bills. Man, what happened to them? They, uh, they got upset. The, uh, the OC... Uh, Ken Dorsey, he, he might have a little bit of a lighter wallet after that <laughs> tirade and trashing. Uh, luckily, somebody snuck in there right at the perfect time and blocked the camera <laughs> to, to uh, block any potential fines that he could have by breaking equipment. Um, I'm sure it doesn't help, obviously, with their their secondary kind of beat up. Uh, Hyde's done for the year with a neck injury. Um, I I don't know how long, but I thought uh, is Poyer out too? I thought I read that something he was out too. Uh, yeah, he might be. I don't know. I, I was too busy admiring Dorsey's fit of joy. He he's and, and I know your favorite, the butt punt. Yeah, yeah. That that's 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 next on the list, but. Yeah, with the uh, with with the uh, Dorsey meltdown, I think he's going to be the uh, perfect meme caption for quite some time. Um, but as far as their secondary man, I think that's that's going to play it's going to play a big part in how they move forward here because their offense is their offense. They're still going to be able to put up points. 
they're still not going to have an issue with that. They're, I mean, Josh Allen is still Josh Allen. Um, but that defense on the secondary, if those guys are gone for any amount of time, that's going to put some strain on them because that's a tough defense. And those are two staples of it. Um, but yeah, staying in the same division, what, what the heck? Uh, just when I thought Mark Sanchez set the all-time record for most stupid thing with the uh, butt fumble. Now we got somebody from the same division with the butt punt. Like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't know how that happens and they still win the game. Like that's mind boggling to me to say the least. Um, and even more interesting is if you look at the stats, like uh, just looking at a quick rundown of the stats, Buffalo time of possession, 40 minutes, 40 seconds. Miami, 19 minutes, 20 seconds. First downs, Buffalo, 31. Miami, 15. Total yards, Buffalo, 497 to Miami's 212. Offensive plays for Buffalo, 90 to Miami's 39. Buffalo has one punt. Miami, five, one of them that went right up the rear of the personal protector. How do you lose that game? I don't understand how you've dominated that game on the stat sheet and you still lost like that. Just that never happens. That just blows my mind. You stat wise on the stat sheets, you completely dominated every single facet of that game and you should have came out on the winning side yet. Somehow they fell short. You know, fell baby. Yeah. That's going to be another one that kept Vegas happy. <laughs> Cause I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Um, but turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Four turnovers. Yeah. That's not going to help. Um, or four fumbles. I guess one lost. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on to uh, number two here. And the Packers. I did get to watch the last uh, probably 20 minutes or 30 minutes of the second half and from what I was following with the stats it seemed like I don't know if you caught any of that game but it seemed like Green Bay dominated that first half and then kind of choked the whole second half couldn't get anything going and it seemed like Tampa Bay choked the whole first half and then came on strong in the second half to make it close like I don't know what happened there I did see a, uh, a notification that was it Aaron Jones uh, I think it was Vita Vey knocked the ball out right at the goal line earlier in the game. I mean, that's something they've struggled for. God, I don't even know how long trying to convert those short downs right on the goal line. And then you end up having to settle for field goals. And let's be honest in, in games like that field goals loses games. You got to score and you got to convert those. Um, but it almost kind of seems like just, judging by the score and judging by the stats that they kind of started playing conservative and didn't adjust. Um, but from what I took from that game is Tom Brady's Tom Brady. And if you leave any amount of life left for him to try to squeeze one out, he's going to do it. Uh, you couldn't convert on third down the whole second half. You couldn't get your, uh, you, you couldn't, get your defense off the field and you left them in the game and it came down literally to the last seconds 
But the thing that blows me away is Brady's been in this league for what? 75 years. It feels like I feel like he was one of the originators. How do you get so many delay of games in that last drive? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I, I don't quite understand the, that. <laughs> yeah, with the, the the jumbotron thing and the uh, the uh, alleged delay of game in the previous the previous down or previous drive. Well, and and what's confusing is wasn't it him last year that the kind of the running joke was he was trying to call a fourth timeout in a game. I kept thinking there was something last year that they made fun of him. They're like, oh, he didn't even know it was fourth down and he wanted a fifth down or he tried to call a, fourth, a third timeout or fourth timeout or something like that. I remember something about that last year. Um, I thought it was him, something along those lines. But that came to mind when they had zero timeouts and it was like 15 seconds or 13 seconds or something down towards the goal line. And right before he got that delay of game, almost you could read his lips or something like he wanted to call timeout. Like you don't have any timeouts. You've already used the third timeout. Like. <clears throat> so I was reading something about there was a discrepancy between the play clocks that were listed uh, in two different areas of the stadium where one said 25 seconds and the other one said 20 seconds to where he thought he had an extra five seconds is what that sounded like they were alluding to. And I know huh. the whole Aaron Rodgers thing when he was talking about watching on the jumbotron and how the time actually ran out on the previous drive. Maybe that's it made why it sound like Aaron Rodgers told the staff or whoever they alerted the refs to say, Hey, keep an eye on him. He's going to take it down below the clock. So you get to zero before they snap it. Yeah. And ultimately that's what happened. And technically it shouldn't have been that close. Yeah, well, maybe that's that's what happened. But with that being said, then that's not even a home field advantage. That's your own clock operator and your own jumbotron. Like that's your own home field. I could see there being a discrepancy if it was in Green Bay, because then they'd be right. like, "Well, they were they were gaming it. They were gaming the clock." I'm like, no, that's in your home stadium. You screwed it up. <laughs> you guys yeah, couldn't exactly. even get on the same page. Like, I don't know. I'm sure Brady's pissed if that's something that stupid cost them that game. Like he's got to be fuming knowing how close they were. But even though, um, you know, I remember we were sitting at, at, a, at, at a brewery uh, down in North Carolina and we were watching the last part of that. And I remember <laughs> just counting the seconds down and uh, you know, the family was like, all right, it's time to go. No, it's not time to go yet because we still have time on the clock. Anything can happen right. As soon as, they tipped that two-point conversion away. All right, well, the game's over. No, there's still an onside kick. I've seen this show before. I've seen the 28-3 to Super Bowl. I, I've seen crazier things happen. If they recover that football, they're just one play away from kicking a field goal and spiking the ball and going and winning by one. Like, I've seen that happen too many times. But from what I've seen as far as stats and highlights, that game shouldn't have been that close because if that Aaron Jones touchdown would have went in, it would have not mattered anyway, but again, it's Brady. So I'm okay with it, but Tampa Bay and that Brady in general, that team does not look anywhere near as threatening as they had been in the past. I don't know. Who, 
I don't know if it's because Gronk's out. Guy. I think they're missing a lot of weapons, obviously. I mean, Gronk's not there, so he doesn't have that safety valve. He also doesn't have – Evans was out for that game, so I know a lot of people are going to poke at that. Like, oh, he was missing all of his receivers because Godwin was out, I believe, that game. Evans was uh, suspended. Gronk was out, or not with the team. And then uh, did that left tackle, I think he was out too, or did he play? I don't know. He was probably shacking up with Giselle. (laughs) Keeping her company. Um, But regardless, if anybody has, you know, my, my uh, response to everybody that would say, oh, Brady didn't have any of his receivers. Uh, Green Bay didn't either. They didn't have Devontae Adams. (laughs) You had Alan Lazard, a rookie receiver, another rookie receiver. You had uh, a guy in his late thirties with Randall Cobb. And then Sammy Watkins gave us a a very tough two games this year, <laughs> and he's on the I.O. already. So it's not like Green Bay had their stellar squad either. Um, but, yeah, hey, we, we, they get out of there with a win, so it's the NFL. Take the win and move on. Um, the last one here, number one, it's probably got to be the biggest shocker, I think. Kansas City getting upset by Indianapolis. Granted, Kansas City's Kansas City. They're a powerhouse just like the Bills. But the thing that was most shocking is they got beat by the Colts, who just got smacked around and shut out the previous week by Jacksonville. Like, Jacksonville made them look like a preschool team. And then they came in and beat the Chiefs. Like, that was, I don't know. I was dumbfounded when I saw that. Any given Sunday. I, I mean, Apparently, and I have to think, you know, again, Vegas ate that one up too, because there's no way anybody would have thought, you know, would have seen that one coming. Yeah, KC losing straight. Yep. Was that game in KC or was that in Indy? I don't, I don't remember. That one was in Indy. Oof. Well, at least it was in Indy. I was going to say, if that one was in KC, that would have been an even bigger blow. That would have been rough. So Jelani Woods and his six foot seven. <laughs> Tree self, yeah. He had at least I think two touchdowns. I I don't know what the Matty Ice. I don't know what to think of Indy. Like, I feel like you got Jonathan Taylor. Why are they really done anything? No, trust me, I know. (laughs) I know firsthand with our fantasy draft and having that as my first overall pick and a keeper. I, I trust me, I know. Um. I, I just from watching the McAfee show, obviously he's a huge component and a huge uh, booster of the, uh, the Colts. And he says it all the time on their show. We have a guy. Why are we not feeding him? Like feed him the ball every play. And with the lack of receivers, I mean, they have Michael Pittman, who's obviously a guy, but then it's kind of a toss up from there. And you have a brand new quarterback, well, not brand new, but brand new in that system. Why are you not utilizing Taylor, who's a proven commodity, who proved that he can handle the volume? Why are you not giving it to him? Like, I don't know what they're doing. They don't. Why do you not want to utilize the bell cow? Like, I don't get it. I mean, he actually, I think, looking at the stat line there, with his 21 21 touches, 21 rushes, 24 actually touches, if you count as three receptions. But, um, I don't know. Just, just, he hasn't been able to get it going. Not like last year, although, and I need—I haven't watched enough indie games. 
maybe defenses are uh, stacking the box for them. Well, and I know take them out. And I know they had some injuries early on. Um, I think Quinton Nelson was kind of beat up in preseason, and uh, I think they had some other issues along the line where some guys were kind of beat up. So I don't know if that's an issue. That's kind of they don't have the line, the full, you know, the full number ones all on the line at the same time. But then again, you know, it's the NFL. You're not going to have all of your ones all on the field at the same time. I mean, very, very rarely. Um, I think it was, what was it, last year or a couple years ago, the starting number ones across the board for the five starting linemen for Green Bay had only played like two quarters all season together, and it was just a revolving door. So, I mean, that's kind of what it is um, as, far as, the, as far as the NFL. Like, you, you, you draft and you sign guys free agency and waivers for depth because you have to anticipate people are going to get hurt and it's next man up. I mean, that's, that's the name. That's the, that's the game in the league. I mean, that's what it is. Um, but, yeah, I'm just kind of shocked that he's not had near as much production as he has last year. Um, I'm hoping for my purpose that that turns around because obviously it'll benefit me, but just seeing how much his production has dropped, obviously I'd like to see him be more prevalent. Um, moving on, um, hit a couple high points here as far as tipping point Tuesdays. Uh, what do you think about as far as the undefeated teams as of right now, you got Philly in the NFC. And obviously we're recording this on Thursday. So the Miami game, Miami and uh, Bengals game had just ended. So there is no more Dolphins undefeated, but it's Philly and that's it on top. Are they the real deal or do you think they're kind of, they just haven't met a tough opponent yet? I think they're the real deal. I think they're going to be all right. Jalen Hurts, I told you, I said last week, Homeboy's been hitting the hitting the weights. He's got that attitude. He's confident. He's got AJ Brown. Devontae Smith actually showed up this past week. Yeah. The running game looks tough. Their defense is stout. Their defense Honestly. is unbelievable. Like I don't remember the last time they've had a defense that dominating. Like, I mean, Slay is getting he's all over the field. Like he's dominating that defense. Um Honestly, I think their defense is great. Their receiver core, if, if uh, Devontae can stay, you know, if he can stay more consistent, I mean, they got a lot of offensive weapons. Jalen Hurts is unreal. The only downside I think that I would have questions on is their run game, uh, just solely because it's it seems like it's the most inconsistent part of their whole game. But – with that being said, if you got somebody like Jalen Hurts, I mean, is it as much of a threat? I mean, let's be honest. Look, look at the Ravens. They have hardly any run game because it's all Lamar Jackson. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. but I mean, do you think somebody like Jalen Hurts, barring an injury, could take a team to the Super Bowl and, you know, pull one out basically on the legs of Jalen Hurts or on the arm of Jalen Hurts? I don't I know. I think so. I, I think so. This year, I think I think it absolutely could. In the guess, running game, I, I'm not a Miles Sanders fan, but between him, Gainwell, and we haven't even seen Boston Scott yet. 
is he even still even like, I don't want to say relevant, but is he even still in like consideration? It seems like they don't really care to use him that much anymore. It seems like they're trying to use Gainwell more. Scott will show up when Sanders inevitably gets injured in week five. It's true. He is an injury magnet. He's kind of, he's got the injury bug, kind of like Dalvin Cook. It's just, a, it's, it's not when it's, or it's not if it's when it's a matter of time. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I think that's probably their weakest part is their run game. But then again, I almost wonder if, uh, I, I almost wonder if, if that defense stays tough, they might be able to just dominate a lot through the playoffs. I mean, it just depends on who they come up against. Um, just quickly running through here, the, the Raiders. I mean, what? My God. <laughs> they paid all these guys all this money. They got the number, arguably one of the best, if not the best, receivers with Devontae Adams. They have so many offensive weapons, and they're 0-3. They got nothing to show for it. Like, that seems like a complete dumpster at this point. And they're in the, with them being in the same division as the Chiefs, and they got a long road before they – before they have any kind of major, you know, competition to even push that envelope. Cause right now it's the chiefs division to lose. It seems like. Yeah. They might be Raiders might be in trouble. They might be playing for the number one pick next year. God. And as of right now, it's between them. And that's actually the next one on my list is the Texans at Oh, two and one. I don't really know which team is worse. I mean, stat wise, obviously the Raiders are because they have a half a game up. The Texans have a half a game up on them, but my God, <laughs> arguably the Raiders have a ton more talent on their roster, arguably across the board on both sides of the ball than the Texans do, yet they're only a half a game up. Like I, oof. <laughs> I feel bad for Devontae Adams, and I, I would be willing to know his true opinions if he actually decided, yeah, that maybe that wasn't a good decision <laughs> hmm. um, in the hindsight. The thing I don't like about the Raiders situation is is their division. Because I mean the Chiefs are they're just loaded and they're confident and they're I mean, they are who they are. The Broncos sitting at two and one with Russell Wilson not even really doing what at least I think Russell Wilson could do. Yeah. Which I think maybe playing in that offense a little bit more with those guys, maybe he'll develop the chemistry and they'll become more of a force. But I mean, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, I, I actually really like the Chargers. And I actually I thought, thought, I thought that it was going to be a Chargers Chiefs push for the top spot in that division. And then the Raiders maybe just slightly behind with all their talent, but the Chargers seem like they do the Charger thing and they shoot themselves in the foot every year. Like they have so much potential and they just can't get over that hump. I mean, the other the other big component, too, is defense. I like the Broncos' defense a lot. Chargers' defense, Bosa, I think Bosa's on the IR now. Yeah, he is. But the problem is with the Broncos is their offense can't do anything. They're literally doing – and that was actually one of my next points. It, the, their defense is phenomenal, but their offense struggles to put points on the board because they're so insistent on going 50-50 down the middle, again, between their two running backs with Gordon and Williams. And then you have Russ, who – he does not look like he's having the same progress as and the success as he was in Seattle. I don't know if it's just because of different weapons or he's just not comfortable in the system yet, but I mean, let's be honest. We've seen what he's capable of and it just seems like he's not, 
he's not clicking. Something's not right. I think yeah, I think it's just the chemistry thing. I think they'll turn it around. Yeah. They'll make a push for the division. And that's a tough division, man. That AFC West. It is. It is. All right. Well, we'll uh we'll wrap it up here with uh kind of a fantasy highlight with uh studs versus duds uh going off of the commissioner's cup Twitter feed. Um there's a poll out that said the fantasy week three fantasy dud. Was it the Chargers defense, Justin Jefferson, Aaron Jones, or Russell Wilson? Obviously, overwhelming unanimous decision was the Chargers defense. I think that goes without saying. Um, but the week three fantasy stud was kind of interesting. Um, Lamar Jackson, Devonta Smith, Mark Andrews, and Derrick Henry. It seemed like it was almost it's 60-40, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, but I don't know. I, I, I could see a case for Devonta Smith also because him showing up this game, I mean, that was pretty – he got some pretty good stats this week. He had a hell of a week. I mean, oh, boy, Lamar Jackson just does so much. And it's, actually, I mean – It's really hard to dispute him not because, I mean, if he, if he was bad, chances are Mark Andrews wouldn't even be relevant. I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. And Derrick Henry was in there too, doing Derrick Henry things, not to, not quite to the extent he was a couple of years ago, but yeah, it was nice seeing him hit. Uh, I think, well, in, at least in uh, in our scoring, over twenty points. Which, to be honest, if I can get twenty points out of a a halfway decent Derrick Henry game, I'll, I'll I'll take it every time. I'll I'll be happy. Um. But yeah, I think uh, I think that about wraps it up. You got anything else or anything you're looking forward to for uh, week four? Obviously, we just finished up uh, the Thursday night game with the uh, Dolphins and the Bengals with the Bengals getting the win. Um, I think this is the first week of the uh, London overseas games. I think, what is it, the Vikings and the Saints, I think, are Sunday morning. That's right. Across the pond. Yeah. You sitting here riding out Hurricane Ian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, is there anything else that uh, you uh, kind of got your eye on or anything that kind of catches your your fancy as far as something you might be looking forward to or interested in? From a fantasy standpoint? Uh, or just, you know, in general, just any kind of matchups. I mean, the only other thing I think that kind of – intrigued me i guess uh see how the bills bounce back against lamar and the ravens i think that will be a pretty pretty interesting turnout however that turns out um and then i i don't know it'd be kind of interesting to see mahomes and how he bounces back against brady and how he bounces back um that'll be an interesting sunday night game yeah, I know the NFL wants that to be a big one. Oh yeah, with their Whether, little commercial of yeah, yeah Brady and Mahomes and all there. Well, that's just because the Rodgers and Brady one didn't really uh, embraces. It didn't live up to the uh, the hype, I guess. Actually, but, I actually think the Browns and the Falcons will be entertaining this week, <laughs> at least offensively speaking. Well, I'll, I'll I'll put it this way. We'll follow back up after the game and we'll see how entertaining. <laughs> well, I mean, Miles Garrett 
He's out there doing, you know. Is he supposed to play? Did he get cleared or anything? I know he got that, you know, he flipped his car about 600 times. Yeah, I don't think he's playing. Oh, really? I, I don't I don't see it happening. I think he was in the facility today. I mean, Tua, Tua, Tua got his head beat in and played four days later. I mean, if you flip your car, you're probably good after a couple hours. That's true. He's fine. <laughs> he just couldn't tell if his, from the body cam footage, if his shirt was ripped from the wreck or just ripped from the gym. I mean, probably get drug tested again. Well, it was, yeah. Well, he's probably the one that flipped the car. He probably got mad because he didn't get enough sacks the game before. And he probably just ripped, you know, flipped the whole car. That's right. I'm okay with it. (laughs) All right. Well, that'll wrap up this episode. And uh, we'll look forward to week four and see what's in store for us. Uh, Do all that good stuff. Download, rate, subscribe. Uh, if you want uh, to follow us on any kind of social media, catch us at the uh, fifth Q Sportscast, the number five THQ Sportscast. And uh, yeah, check us out wherever you get your wherever you get your pods at. Uh, with that being said, we'll catch you on the next episode. Keep your tits dry.